Welcome back to the Pre-Game Effect Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm here today with Luke and Dom. How's it going, fellas? It's good. What's going on? Um, Ian is not with us today. He is uh, he had to work, uh, but we still wanted to get together and kind of talk about this Ben restricted announcement that occurred, uh, which is today. It actually occurred Monday, um, July 13th, we're recording. Um, but before we get into that, uh, have you guys been playing at all, doing anything magic related at all? I had a little bit of time off because I was on vacation, but other than that, I've been playing some, I mean, just like everybody else, just on arena. Um, can't do anything in person. Found a new format called Gladiator that we'll talk about later, but um, just grinding on arena. That's about it. Cool. Very cool. Are you seeing, are you seeing any like fun decks on arena or are you just doing like standard best of one best of three historic or just gladiator stuff uh no i've been playing standard two best okay. of um i've been playing mainly teamer reclamation mm-hmm. um, so what you've been ha- you've had for a while has that gotten any other upgrades no it doesn't play any m21 cards i mean yeah it still it, works <laughs> oh no it's great yeah it still it still does what it needs to do Nice. M twenty one, like from what I've seen, hasn't made a huge impact mm-hmm. on arena yet. There's been some, but I could be misreading it or only playing against certain things, but I, I think impact yet. Some of the cards I think they have an opportunity to, but it could just be that they get a. um Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. They're, they're trying to have, like, the scavengers and stuff there, so. Yeah. Right. It's weird. You've seen some of those, yeah. Um, definitely. But, uh, yeah, I haven't really been playing too much. I play every now and then on Arena and then every now and then on uh, Magic Online. Um, played a Vintage Challenge about a week and a half ago. Um, so, we're about, yeah, close to that. Not, not this past Saturday. And I don't think the Saturday before that, but the one before that, so two weeks ago. Um, played that, played Paradoxical Outcome. That was kind of fun. Uh, just does a bunch of dumb stuff. Um, but, yeah, that was, that was all right. Didn't hate that. Um, and then I also, let's see. I mean, you did just describe the vintage format. Just do a bunch of dumb stuff, then your opponent dies. Right, yeah, that's <laughs> that's about about right. Um not not completely wrong the there were some funny games where like i would end up you know doing something ridiculous about to win and they would have like a force of will and or some sort of counter spell and so then what i would do is i would have my own counter spells because i'm playing a primarily blue deck with a bunch of artifact and then card draw spells and that's literally the whole deck and then you play like a mentor or you play like, you know, uh, Blightsteel Colossus or something like that. And so you just kind of, oh, well, this. And they're like, oh, well, I don't have another Force of Will, so I can't actually beat you. Okay, cool. Concede. So that's kind of like how it would. But it wasn't as much as everybody thinks it is. It was not so much a, um, like, uh, turn one, turn two all the time. Uh, it, there's kind of like those pseudo wins on turn one and turn two where it's you're you're like 92 percent to win at that point but you know not every time does it always happen that you actually end the game on turn two 
Um, but it's, it's one of those where your opponent's dead. They just don't know it yet. Right. Or they do. Sometimes they just don't concede. Yeah. Um, but the, the biggest thing that I found is that it's actually like, while there's these, like it's, they say that it's these turn one, turn two formats kind of thing. Well, the, it can be. The thing is the amount of stuff that happens in those turns one and turn two is similar to like four or five turns of like modern. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it's essentially very similar. Um, let's see here. But yeah. Uh, but yeah. So that's kind of what it was for me. Um, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't done anything else other than that. Like you said, Luke, I can't play in person either. Dom, have you played or done anything at all magic related? Uh, just kind of continuing picking up some stuff. Did like a little bit of play testing. Um, it was uh, like super last minute, I think. Yeah, it was last week or something. I think my buddy's girlfriend got called into work, and he was like, "Listen, we were we were gonna do something now or not? Do you want to jam?" And I'm like, "Yes, let's go." Um, finally got to put a Muxus into play and, uh, that was the whole thing. Nice. It was, it, it was amazing. If I was <laughs> playing against red, black painter and he was getting ready to go off. Like he had a painter and two, um, goblin engineers, not welders. Mm-hmm. And I was able to. Oh man, I put in a skirt prospector at the end of his turn. Activate violin two. Put in mog war marshal. My turn. Don't pay for mog war marshal. It dies. Get the other one. Skirt prospectors in. Draw a card. Play third land. Sack all goblins. Tap my three lands. Cast muxus. Uh huh. Trigger. I hit pile driver. Um, it was pile driver, uh, munitions expert, munitions expert, and then goblin lackey. And sure. Two experts triggered, so then I had four. four. So I was able to kill his painter and then kill one of his engineers. Right. And um, it felt pretty good. It sounds like it would feel good. Uh, yeah. And uh, since they always choose blue, it really works when you have a pile driver out there. <laughs> uh, they can't do anything then right right so it was it was that he i passed turn he drew a card and we went to the next game and i was like no we're done like this is all, that's all i need to do yeah we're good so we're, we're i'm gonna good go home that. now so yeah um that's been super fun i know we'll talk about jumpstart probably a little bit but yeah it's been doing that just kind of watching watching some people stream looking at different lists seeing sure. Just kind of observing, not yeah. not really playing a whole lot. Um, excuse me, trying to figure out if uh, I want to build another legacy deck because you know okay. you find out that you're like $180 off of Merfolk or Hogak, and you can just go for it. So, so speaking of which, uh, build, with building another legacy deck, not myself, but uh, a a mutual friend of all of ours, Rodolfo. Uh, I saw him at the shop the other day and he was picking up stuff to build Maverick. So 
I was kind of excited just to have another legacy person. Shout out to him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I uh, was in an auction yesterday. They went yeah. way too high. This one auction play is stupid what these guys go for. It was an LP Gaia's Cradle that I was watching. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think it went for like four seventy. Like you can just go and get a better version. Yeah, for like four hundred dollars. Because I was watching it and I'm like, I mean, I'll hop in at like three fifty. I think that is that the one that I got the the two uh, Japanese cards out of. No, that was that just ended yesterday. This one. Oh, okay. well, the, the same same group though. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, I was super psyched with those though. They came in the mail. Yeah, I was like, okay, cool for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm looking at getting a cradle. Uh, I was messing around. Our buddy has elves fully built, and mm-hmm. I already told him I'm going to have to borrow that once or twice. That's a that's a dumb deck. It's a tribal deck. So, um, but think yeah, of them as green goblins. Pretty much. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> the uh, yeah. So I mean, just doing that. Like I said, nothing nothing real crazy. Just kind of watching. I think I'm finally gonna again sign up for mana traders and start doing some stuff and i talk about it all the time but uh you're always threatening to yeah well it, it's because like what'll happen is i want to and then like oh people figured out this deck is like the number one thing well cool i want to go play it but then every time i would sit down and sign up for it again oh i see like my monster train icon and i click that or someone texts me and they're like hey we gotta get our dailies and apex and i'm like yeah i got you right like or let's let's go throw some discs okay exactly yeah i mean and i'm trying to get i almost uh, did that today by the way some stuff oh yeah i was thinking about it so but we'll see we'll see it's i i finally think it's time you know (laughs) (laughs) i I think we just need to sign you up for it and just send you invite one of us over and we'll just do it for you well, because what will happen is I, I want to I try something out. It could be out of my ticket range. And I just, hey, Ian, here's this deck list. Yeah. Nudge it over and, yeah. And then the usual is, oh, I know what I'm doing when I get off of work. And I'm like, I know what I'm doing when you get off of work. I'm watching you play this, this deck. Right. We're going to sit here and talk through it. And I'm, I'm going to have a blast just watching that, you know? Yeah. So For sure. I mean, I've done that with him, too, because there was one time I was going to play a deck and I needed – like force of negations and force of wills and that's it right there is nearly my entire yeah. limit so, <laughs> so i was like yeah well okay uh but i almost think it'd be worth it especially for you because like basically every legacy deck you're gonna play plays those cards yeah uh, it'd almost be worth it for you to just buy those cards it's, it's a thing that's in my head i know and then, and then you can definitely have more legacy decks in your range and here's the thing now that like for those of you that kind of i've mentioned it before i was in school i finished school back in, in like middle of may um i had to take a licensure exam i just this past friday i took that and passed that so i just have to do it every, yeah no kidding yay i have to do an <laughs> fbi bci bci is for ohio for people that are not from Ohio that don't know that uh, FBI and BCI background check, and then have that submitted to the social work board. And then I'm done with all that and I can get, get rolling with making money. And then I'll have money to make, get those force wills and forces and negations that, uh, that are infinite dollars on magic online for some reason. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of what's been going on for me other than the magic playing that we've talked about. But 
kind of as we alluded to, uh, I think we can probably roll in to talk about this banner restricted list. Yeah. Yeah. Works for me. Um, so today, Wizards announced um, for historic, pioneer, modern, and pauper um, updates to the banner restricted uh, lists. Um, I guess in those formats, it's just banned lists or suspended lists now because of historic, which is yeah. weird. Um, in any case, in historic, uh, Agent of Treachery, Winota, Joiner of Forces, Fires of Invention, all went from suspended to now being banned. Um, Next is a fate is just straight to the ban list for historic and burning tree emissary is um, on the suspended list in pioneer oath of Nissa was unbanned in modern Arkham's astrolabe is banned and in pauper expedition map and mystic sanctuary are both now banned. Um, I think there's a lot of this that we can kind of look at um, and kind of chat about. Um, so what do you guys think about it? Uh, any, any, any insight? I mean, just kind of going in order, the suspended, the historic going from suspended to banned is not that big of a surprise. Like, I think, I think most things, I think we're going to find as time goes, I think we're going to find that about 90% of the things that go on suspended list are going to end up being banned eventually. Yeah. I agree. One of the things they talked about with that, um, with the suspending and all of that is that the four, they had changed, they had talked about the suspending and looking at the suspended cards every time they bring historic back to arena, but now they have historic all the time. And mm -hmm. so instead of that, because they can't do that anymore because it's no longer that way. Um, they are now doing it so that it, um, they'll look at it every two to three months uh, and they'll either go from, you know, they'll check the things that they put on the suspended list and either go um, move it to the ban list or just unsuspend it. Uh, so that's something that they talked about. Mm -hmm. um, but the, with, with those three being banned, I mean, I, I've played against those three cards in standard on arena and they're oppressive as it was there. Oh yeah. Um, when you get more powerful cards added into more powerful cards, it just gets worse. Yeah. Um, and so that I, I, that doesn't surprise me. I don't play a whole lot of historic. I think I have two historic decks on there because one of my buddies that's I'm friends with on like through arena, he was like, Hey, do you have an historic deck that I can play against? I was like, Nope, but I can try and build one. <laughs> so, so <laughs> I did. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know too much about the whole historic thing going on to that next part with Nexus of fate though. I think that that doesn't surprise me either because that card was dumb and standard. It's just a not fun card because it does, you know, when you play four of them in your deck and you're playing a control deck, you'll get to the point where you're just drawing one every turn. Right. And, and the thing is, you know, like they mentioned in the article, um, the deck that it primarily is in right now is that Wilderness Reclamation deck. And so you could look at it and say, okay, well, we could get rid of Wilderness Rec and then Nexus isn't going to be as bad because they can't just tap all their mana, float it, and then untap and cast Nexus. And that's very true. But the big thing that they mentioned in the article was that Nexus of Fate basically prevents opponents from playing the game, whereas Wilderness Wreck will essentially allow the player of it to just have more lines of play. Like maybe they play with cool instants and different instants that you wouldn't typically play with because you don't have the mana to do stuff with it. 
or you can't cast it because you don't have enough mana. Like something like, even if it was like um, emer uh, emergency powers or something along those lines, because that, mm. that's an instant and that would be cool to be able to play. The card doesn't see any play, but it would be a cool card to play. So it's one of those kind of things where, I, and I, I can understand where they're coming from with that. Well, in playing Wilderness Rack, like I, you know, I've played it a lot, and it, it actually makes an interesting deck building, um, not really restriction, but sort of is, where you have to play a bunch of instants. You can't play a lot of creatures, you can't play a lot of sorceries, you can't play a lot of other enchantments, because if you do, you get to that point where, you know, you untap your lands, you got four cards in hand, but you can't cast any of them. You yeah. Know, Great, I can I can uh, activate Castle Vantress. Or you or you go. You have to look a little bit further, and you play things like uh, Nightpack Nightpack Ambusher, like the Flash creatures. Which that's yeah. fine. Now that's kind of like an instant creature. It's, yeah, that, that's what I mean. You know, instant speed stuff. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, like and I, and I know a lot of decks. You know, I was playing one for a while. That that's how you're killing people a lot of times is with that wolf because you know it's an instant speed thing you can do right no that makes sense um for the last one for burning tree emissary which is interesting because i think a burning tree emissary is just kind of like an innocuous like card okay cool it replaces itself mana wise but if you don't yeah. have anything to do with that mana then it really doesn't do you any good it's just a two i tell you what i am angry at myself that i have not been playing historic if there is a deck that's oppressive enough that burning tree emissary <laughs> and well, it's suspended. That's the kind of deck I want to play. <laughs> right. And they, and they did say um, at one point towards the end after they talked about Burning Tree Emissary is that, you know, they they feel like there could come a time where it's fine once the meta shifts a little bit. Um, uh -huh. Because the deck that it's big in is this Gruel Aggro deck that just kind of pumps out like um, one drop to uh, what is the one drop? The Pelt Collector. Pelt Collector or something of that sort, right? And into like Burning Tree Emissaries. And then you just kind of get bigger from there. So you grow this pelt collector out of nowhere. Um, yeah. And then you just jam a um, ember cleave onto it and go to town. And that's kind of what it's doing, which I get. And that, and that, that seems fine. Like that kind of deck is absolutely okay. That's just a, like a zoo deck in a sense. Yeah. Um, but I think that because they're getting rid of some of these other cards that are taking up such a high amount of the top decks in the format that they wanted to get rid they wanted to kind of, um, nerf this other deck without getting rid of it completely because if they didn't it would be the best deck and there'd be no questions and nothing else would would be able to compete with it so this is more of a preemptive banning i think so i, I think, think it is because i mean and that's what they said they said that you know it wasn't the best deck but it was it was doing well you know and if you get rid of these other decks the nexus decks and um th then the fact is that the next deck up is this girl deck. And so they didn't want that to just happen. They'd rather give it some time to see if something else can kind of take over. Okay. Um, yeah, they, were, they were talking about the Ember Cleave turns that they, this, these decks could have that were ridiculous from it. And right. that was the reason. Um, I know why, too, something not to, like, go back a little bit, but to go back a little bit with the Nexus of Fate. I know a problem with that was because it's, what, six drop, right? Six yeah. or seven? Uh, seven. So it's not terrible if it was cast on seven, turn seven. Okay, that's right. fine. But with Growth Spiral and Euro and Wilderness Reclamation, like 
you can start doing it on, you know, turn four. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where it's like, okay, now I, I really can't do anything. So I just imagine turn three reclamation turn four nexus. Yeah. So I just imagine, you know, not that you're playing historic at a store, but like sitting down and thinking, okay, I want to play, you know, a round or a couple rounds of it. So five rounds and three rounds you're playing against nexus decks. And then the other two against like Teferi. if you have any instance, it it just doesn't matter. (laughs) and that to me is just, that's rough. <laughs> right. So, You're not wrong. Yeah. So that, that's, I don't, I don't see problems with any of these. I think it's interesting. Definitely. I, yeah. The suspended stuff to ban, not a surprise, but I'm, I'm curious to see what happens when the jumpstart stuff gets added. Cause I don't think that's gotten added yet. Cause I know they've talked about a bunch of those cards are going to get in but then they also said that a big chunk of the cards that were going to get added aren't going to get added because they would break the format. And it's like, okay, cool. Uh-huh. So how many actual cards are we adding? <laughs> right, so, right. Yeah. It's kind of goofy. I, I, hey, I just wanted to reanimate my big stuff. In I don't see an issue with that. You know, that's, that's all I wanted to do. I so. honestly don't even see an issue with that. That's the funny part. <laughs> <laughs> do it, man. Like, or you wanted to play Lightning Bolt. How about that? I can see that be a thing for you, too. I would love to play Lightning Bolt. You know, <laughs> they say they're not going to print Bolt. They said they weren't going to print one mana dork or one mana mana dorks yeah. anymore. And, uh, and they did, and it ruined like a year and a half of standards. So, yeah. Yep. yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Nice. Thanks, Wizards. Um, so moving on though, uh, next thing here we had up is Popper. Uh, and again, just to kind of reiterate, um, Expedition Map and Mystic Sanctuary are banned. Um, I don't know too much about Popper. All I know is from what they said in the article, um, talked about that the fact that Tron decks were a big part of the meta, um, and that reducing the consistency of the, that deck by getting rid of the land tutor could be helpful um so i suppose that makes sense to me because i don't like playing against tron in modern so i yeah. sure wouldn't want to play against the popper there was a time where i was sick of like every format and i'm like this is going to be the time i'm going to go to popper and it's going to save and completely forgot that like tron is big there yeah and I, I came against it like three times and it's yeah i'm i'm over this and yeah. it's even like worse in that format because they don't just kill you fast they just oh here's the stuff cool um this one these bannings mystic sanctuary i definitely understand expedition map i think was the wrong card to, to get in that one um ephemerate needs to go away really bad i understand these lists play one copy just one but sweet jesus that thing needs to go <laughs> it's insane um that i mean we'll just add it to the list of problems i have with modern horizons <laughs> uh for those who don't know it's the one white instant exile target creature you control then return to it uh, the battlefield under its owner's control and it also has rebound so they end up looping this with their mnemonic wall and their stone horn, stone horn dignitary, 
so that their opponents skip their next combat phases. So if you're trying to attack, you're just done. Like you, you pretty much get to that point and it's, it's over. Um, so I, I had my money on that card going away. And there's some other decks that are running it too. So that's why the expedition map to me, I don't know if it's the right call. Granted, these are like our first reactions. It could get there. Um, well, I know the other thing they were doing with that ephemerate is they play a uh, evoke creature, or not evoke, um, Bull Drifter. Yeah, evoke. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They would play evoke creature, hit it, get its trigger. And when it's sacrifice trigger on the stack, ephemerate bounce comes back and it stays. Yep, and uh, Jinrova Horror as well. So you yeah. can just start returning permanents to their hand. That just sounds crazy. It's like the thing is, I I could play this deck, but I hate Tron that much that I don't want to play it. Like <laughs> I just I don't I don't want to be that person. Like I've I've talked so much crap about the Urza lands <laughs> that if I tried to play them like i don't know that's just me personally i i think tron was a mistake but hey whatever uh -huh. um yeah it's it's interesting for sure the but the mystic sanctuary as well i think was um it, it just turned to loops and stuff you know and it's interesting that it's in a format deprive is legal right deprive yeah uh yes deprive is legal which yeah. that that would have been it, right? Because then you just bounce a bounce your land and counter something, and you play that again and put the deprive back on top. Yep. So <laughs> it's interesting that like again, my feelings. If you couldn't tell, Mystic Sanctuary, another mistake. We're just going to add that to the list of mistakes. Um, I don't understand the fetchability of it as well. Yeah, <laughs> I know we're talking about a format that doesn't have fetches, but like, holy crap why how is why is this a thing you know get to a point because you think oh my opponent can only cast cryptic command eight times if they have four snapcaster mage oh that's wrong it's now 12 okay cool <laughs> sweet thanks and or, then if they, they, if they bounce it. the mystic sanctuary <laughs> and they can cast it more and it's just like this is this and is i so can't annoying. beat two cryptic commands yeah it's just dumb. 12 um but that, it definitely makes sense i it was it was on my radar but i just have uh, had ephemerate getting banned and obviously it didn't um so we'll see i i don't know it, there's it's very aggressive right now pauper it does seem to like go in these waves a little bit more so i would like to play it a bit more um and monarch can be ridiculous that's the deck that i would run I know I'm, I'm talking crap about all these other decks, but I have Mardu Monarch <laughs> sure. in paper. So, like, that one's super fun, but it is grindy. Well, that's Trying a funny thing, through. too, is we, we have a buddy that uh, we, we generally play with a lot who recently asked us if the Monarch ability worked in Legacy. <laughs> and we all said yes, and he just kind of his head kind of exploded. I think at that point, <laughs> yeah, it says draw a card on it, doesn't yeah. it? Or was he asking was it good, or was he asking like is it legal? It was was it legal? Oh yeah, because he had never seen it. Because <laughs> pretty much when he started playing, like there was only maybe one or two taxes players around. Yeah, uh -huh. and then like you have to get paired against them and see it, and but yeah. I was telling him, like, yeah, it's, 
that is a thing, and it is really good. <laughs> so they play they play Palace Jailer, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think that that's. I think that you know, we'll see how Expedition Map fares being gone to see if it slows down the or at least reduces the consistency of some of those Tron ducks. Um, and I think that's what they're trying to do is not kill it completely. They're just trying to right slow it down because that's the thing. Like with Tron, especially in modern and and now in Popper, it's kind of one of those like you know like evergreen decks or archetype it's one of those like pillar archetypes that right you know there's always tron there's always going to be tron so they don't and it's it's similar to like delver and legacy like yeah delver is a ridiculously good card one mana for essentially a three two flyer that's crazy and so but they're never going to get rid of it you should (laughs) It's, it's gotten like nine cards banned in legacy since it's come out Oh yeah, just saying. Yep. So, well, it's like I think we've talked about it before. Like ritual back in the day, dark ritual. Like, how many three mana black cards got banned because turn one swamp ritual something pick some was too good, but dark yeah. ritual fine. It's the three mana card that's what needs to go. Looking at the uh, the pre Innistrad legacy lists, they're pretty sweet. Just saying. Those are, <laughs> those are fun. Like, you actually see some different stuff. Yeah. Not well, it's funny. The Delver lists don't even, like, need Delver anymore. Even if you ban Delver, it would be the same list, just with a different... Yeah, you'd be like a... Uh, like, you'd still play, like, a Rug Arcanist list or something. Yeah. Well, and that's that's what people are talking about, too. Because There's they're not going to touch Delver, there. so, like, Arcanist is a pain in the ass. Yeah, go. No, for sure. Well, I was looking at building a Delver list, a, a team or Delver list, and I'm putting it together and I'm brewing it, which I, I, you know, I first to admit I'm not good at, and this is for modern, and I'm putting stuff together, and all of a sudden I get to a point where I'm like, do I even play Delver in this? Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I did, but it, it, you know, I had that instant of like I'm trying to pick my creatures, and you know, I know I don't want to go more than you know 12 or 14 creatures, and I'm like. Do I cut? Yeah. From a Delver deck. I might. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's a thing for sure. Um, but yeah, we'll see how these how these turn out. I don't like I said, I don't play a whole lot of Popper. I, now and then I see some lists that people post here and there, which are interesting to me. But um yeah, yeah that's that's about it. Um so Next, uh, for Pioneer, so they did an unban, and I don't think any of us had an unban on our list, on our bingo card, whatever. <laughs> um, but it makes sense if they were doing it to hit something else. But they just decided to unban Oath of Nyssa. Yeah, um, that's square in the pool. Yeah. I don't get this one at all. I'm going to be honest. There's a lot of things that don't make a lot of sense to me, and that's perfectly fine. But this, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. That, like the big boogeyman of the format is the inverter decks and the breach decks. Like those are the big, like boogeyman of the format. Yep. I don't know. Do they think 
that this means that rather than try to slow those decks down, they just think that the Oath of Nyssa decks will be able to fight it? I, I have I no idea. I think it will. The thing that they talked about was that unbanning this, since all the other green cards are gone and all this whatever, that unbanning this can help to power up these green decks. No, you're still only getting one pip from this, th- this card. Yeah. Um, so it's not going to do anything for Nykthos, really, essentially. Um, I think the card's a good card. It's like a green ponder to some degree, which is fine. Um, but, like, I don't think it... I, I, I think it's going to trick people. And uh, Kind of like you said before we started recording, though. I think that it's kind of going to, like... These people are going to say, oh, it's on ban. Let's try and build these decks. And those decks are still going to get beat by Inverter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's... I mean, honestly, it's... I was enjoying Pioneer for a bit until these combo decks showed up and I haven't played it. I haven't thought about playing it. To me, it's it's dead. I and I understand there's bigger things going on than you know for us not being able to get together and there's them suspending play. I totally understand that there's bigger than the cards that are being played, you know, at work here. Right. But they made this format to play online and then people aren't playing it online they can't fire the challenges because not enough people are in there and then you think that it's okay oh hey we're just gonna unban this like i I shared the picture with you guys in that in our group where it's you know the wall the cement wall that has this big ass crack in it and here's wizards of the coast putting a band-aid on it that said (laughs) oath of nissa's unbanned like i just yeah i used to really enjoy this format and now it's 17% 17% Demir Inverter, 8.5 Lotus Breach, and 6% the Mono White Devotion combo. Like, okay. I'm, yeah. Well, and, I'm and it's funny, you said it too, Matt. All the good green cards are gone. Yeah. So, what's the point? Right. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, kind of like you said, Dom, where you were talking about. You know, this not being on our bingo cards. I think because we all talked about this prior to, you know, the banning restricted announcement. And we all came to the conclusion that something from Inverter had to go. Mm-hmm. At least that was the minimum that a lot of us said. Then <laughs> I, I went the next step a little bit. And you did, I recall, Dom, too, saying if something from Inverter goes, something from Breach should probably go, too. Because... If you don't take anything from Breach and you only take something from Inverter, Breach becomes a far and away the best deck. It'll be a 25%, no question, kind of deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if not more. Um, the only thing that would that would take people away from playing it is figuring out how to how to make it function optimally. You know what I mean? It's similar, like Storm in Legacy could be one of the best decks in the in the format. It's just it it's not the not everybody thinks that way all the time. I mean, that's okay. That's what makes it nice to have multiple different types of decks that are good. But if they were to get rid of Inverter, the Breach would have been the only thing. So it's kind of scary to me that they didn't touch either of those. Uh, I mean, and that's coming from me, and I, I play Breach. That's the deck I own for Pioneer. And I'm still saying, like, yeah, something should have gone from that. You know what I mean? And they should have taken Inverter and that and said, all right, these two are by far the best deck. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to kill the decks. You could, there's things you could take out. Like if you got, 
rid of, you know, a card that is a, a important part of inverter or you get rid of a card that's an important part of breach, but not like the one card that puts the whole deck into motion. Okay, fine. Like, like we said, dig through time is a big aspect of inverter because it allows them to clear their graveyards that the next turn they can just do the thing and have no cards in their, in their library. Sure. That makes sense. It would make it a little bit more difficult for them to have to figure out how to go about doing things. Um, but it's just like, <laughs> sure, you can have Othanissa. I don't. Know, I don't even know what that means. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. I, it there. It does doesn't make sense to me. I mean, so I guess they were able to do a challenge. What yesterday? So people were probably like, "Oh, this is probably our last time playing this stuff." Demir Inverter came in first, seventh. 14th, 15th, 19th, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, 25th, and 29th. That's just a mere inverter. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And then Breach was 5th, 6th, 8th, 17th, 32nd. So, I mean, yeah, there's going to be other lists in there. That's so those two were eight. half of the top eight. Yeah. And it's it's just crazy, man. Like, so, like I said, I I did really enjoy the format when it came out. I was like, "This is fun as hell." Yeah, and then, you were one of the big guys pushing it, like in our group. Oh yeah, I was all about it. I'm like, "Let's let's this do this." Amazing. I had my yeah, Enchantress totally. list, like I was trying to refine it and stuff. And then these cards came out, and cool. Like, and I I know people try and get. You know, they, they have a deck that they enjoy and they try and defend it. I totally get that. But just seeing everyone, you know, oh, do, inverter mirrors are some of my favorite thing. Like the thought process behind every little thing. Like, okay, cool. But like, I'm also just trying to like sit down and have fun, you know? And if you just get absolutely destroyed or comboed out and there's, there's literally nothing you can do, sweet. You know, what? what's the point then you know i, I want to sit down and have fun playing a card game and i can't so but that's my own feeling no yeah, i mean fun. i agree i think at the end of the day this is a game right yeah for sure games, i mean games are meant to just be fun i mean as, as of now like the, the ways to get to the pro level are very few and far between so i think we have to kind of take a step back from it for those that are interested in that that's fine. I think that we also have to look at it and go, maybe that's not for me. And that's okay too. Mm -hmm. You're allowed to, like you can go to the star city events and not have to, you know, be trying to make the pro tour or the players tour or whatever they're calling it. Now you can go to the star city events. You could do the, you know, travel and do some of the, like the team, like the face to face game stuff or whatever, like the smaller big events. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That aren't, strictly wizards uh like provided events i think that that i mean i can see that being a thing to kind of for people to kind of go to eventually once we're able to get back into you know real life magic stuff yeah which i can't wait for i really i was talking to somebody the other day talking about i can't uh wait to be able to like go out of town with y'all and go to an event <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was i was talking to don actually um at Kid Force and saying, man, I can't wait to just be able to go out of town with my buddies. Because <laughs> <laughs> even the first time I went out of town with you guys when we went to Baltimore, and I was like, 
it, to me, when I got back, it really felt more like I was going out of town with my buddies and there happened to be a magic event there and we went and played that too. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Other than Dom, you feeling like you were about to die. Like that's kind of, I think what it was like. <laughs> well, you know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but y'all got a lot of pizza, so don't worry about it. We did. It was, del- but it was delicious the- when I started to taste it. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. So the big one, I think the big one for us at least is Ar- Arkham's Astrolabe getting banned in modern. That I think is going to have a huge, huge impact in that format because you're not going to see these three, four color decks that can play that for free. Right. I agree. I think that the big thing with that is, um, you know, that I've been reading about at least not just the, the thing today, but you know, the the big decks both in modern and in legacy are these snow decks uh-huh. you know and um i think that this is a huge blow to those decks i think there's a lot of people i'm in the group on facebook that's an urza like a modern urza deck group and a lot of them in there are like oh deck's dead deck's dead i'm like thinking to myself i'm like no like astrolabe was a good card in that deck but the deck's not dead. Like you can still do so many things with Urza. Urza in and of itself is a good card. Urza yeah. on itself could be banned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm like thinking to myself, no, I don't think it's dead. You just have to build the deck differently. Like I mean, the, the, the problem that you run into with it is you can't like you're getting four color decks that are playing double digit basics. Sure. You're having and it like it replaces itself. It does everything. Oh yeah, you know it replaces itself with you know which that's a problem. You know the the three four color decks. The way you punish that is with Blood Moon. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter when they're running twelve basics. Right, and now and now the the decks that we're playing four colors could play Blood Moon too. Yeah, they so bring dumb. the sideboard. <laughs> if they're no, they were playing in main deck. It was stupid. Yeah, I was playing Burn. Standard regular Boros burn and got yeah. lost to a blood moon from a four color deck. Yeah. What the heck is going on here? Like, mm-hmm. world great, is that great, okay? Great game. Great game. <laughs> no, it's true. I think that it's so interesting though, because um the the one thing that stood out to me, which I've known from this, and we we kind of talk about this when we talk about good cards. Um, one of the things we we discuss is like um being cheaper on rate, being at a good rate. Um, the, the two big things in magic in order you, for you to have a, a, a deck that can come, can compete at least, at least on the, some level is cheating on mana or being able to tutor for things. Um, this allows you to cheat on mana. And even though it's not tutoring, it's replacing itself. So it's drawing you deeper to the cards you need. Mm. Um, so it does a couple, it, it, it's kind of goofy cause it does kind of something similar on each of those things. But the biggest thing that came from the article today was that it said, it gave you too much advantage for too little of a cost. Yeah. I think that 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 explains all of it, though, to me with this card. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a hell of a card. Like we've talked about, you know, it's being able to. Oh, you can recur it from the graveyard. Okay, cool. Well, it enters, it draws your card. Sweet, you know, it it, it fixes your mana. It does all that. It's doing the same stuff like you guys mentioned in Legacy as well. And there's the whole arguments about that and 
you know, people want to say, you know, well, there can be a best format. You don't have to call for bands, but it, it's, it just kind of warps stuff out of place. You know, it's like death rate shaman. Everyone was playing it because there was no downside. You know, it was yeah. this fixed your mana. It could win you the game. It could gain you light. Like it could do all that stuff. You know, it, it was just like, you had to deal with this. And I mean, it, <laughs> Death Rage Shaman's a planeswalker that can attack and block. Yeah, exactly. But like <laughs> this thing paired with Oko can fix your mana until a point, draw you a card, replace itself, and and then start attacking and blocking. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I understand that it's with another card, but like it's so crazy the way you explain that though, because it's true. Like this paired with Oko literally is everything you need to do with magic. Well, when we we had a buddy who was building a legacy deck and he had one astrolabe and he was like, what do you guys think of this? And I said, why you need to put a four next to that astrolabe? <laughs> oh, well, I, don't, I don't know. I'm doing this. I'm like, listen, a one mana draw card three, three sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> and then he was like, you know, you're right. And added more. And I'd play that card in case any of you were curious. I... Yeah. It's, it's insane. I, I mean, I've played wild knock. Well, you got to do way more than that. <laughs> just cast the damn thing pretty much yeah. <laughs> target at once you gotta have goofy mana to, to have a good wild mm-hmm. natural and then this you just play it <laughs> yeah so I I think it's fine that they tried to do things they tried to like up the level um, but here we go again another card from Modern Horizons that this this was built for this format. Another one bites this was the dust. Built for it, yeah. And it had to go. You know, it, yeah. it's just I, I I totally get trying things out. Hundred percent. I'm all for it. You got to understand when there's a problem, and this makes me feel a little better. Um, I know there were leaks that had come out, and um, I don't really like to talk about them much because let's be honest we don't know if they're real or not and but like seeing this on there i'm like well yeah this thing has to go right like yeah my grandpa who doesn't even know you know these cards exist could say that this card needs to go right <laughs> but, right like, so don't yeah. try and put it on yeah. there to make it seem legit you know they were talking about bogart harbinger going get out of here <laughs> oh i'm so glad it didn't but anyway, well, we know, like um, even though Ian's not here, he actually talked to us about some of the, you know, his thoughts on this card. Cause he played this card a lot. He did. Yeah. You know, and what he was saying, you know, I think he made a great point about Ice Fang Quaddle, how this, how well this card worked with that. Cause I mean, turn two, because of Astrolabe, Quaddle's a, basically a removal spell. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Cause you go turn one, snow basic, uh, Astrolabe, Turn to another snow basic. As long as one of those two basics is a forest or an island, it's probably an island. <laughs> this deck wants to get its islands out there. So mm-hmm. um, now you have Quaddle online, flash him in with Death Touch. Yep. And it's another card that, that um, replaces itself. Because, mm-hmm. so, and you know, he, he the point he made, and he's right. I was thinking the same thing. This doesn't make those decks unplayable. 
this doesn't like kill a lot of, you know, you see like in control decks, like the three, three color control decks, mm -hmm. make them unplayable. It makes their mana a little worse. Now they're going to have to spend the two life to shock in a land, shock in a, you know, a shock rather than, you know, getting a basic that can tap for five colors. Right. So I think the other thing is you could just, they could just go back to playing like a tempo deck where it's like playing like, uh, like a blue white stoneforge. And just go yeah. there. You don't have to go the snow route at all anymore if you don't want to. No, you don't. You can take out Koala completely, or you can wait till turn three or four before it has Death Touch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's still going to have it. It's you know you can still get there, right? Uh, but it's going to take you longer. You have mm -hmm. to sacrifice, you know, playing a basic that can only tap for one mana as opposed to all five. Or it's going to take a little longer because they don't play a lot of other snow permanents. Mm -hmm. No, it, it's Astrolabe, the lands, and Quaddle. Yeah, or maybe it's not till your second Quaddle that it's it has Death Touch. Right. Darn. Sure. That's not even awful either at that point because the first one just draws you to your next one. Let's be honest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. So it, it's, it reminds me of a, just a cheaper Siege Rhino because when when there's one, there's more. It's just how it works. Yeah, it does time. always seem like there were more of those things. Yeah. I'm twitching <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Um, so in terms of this banner restricted announcement, um, I think the the one other thing, actually, before we move on, I want to talk about the one thing that Ian did mention too in, in his little write-up um, was the card field of ruin. Um, and how it's at one point before the whole snow anything was big. Field of Ruin was like getting seen in, you know, probably like 60% of the decks that were out there because everybody's playing the shock lands or playing X, Y, or Z lands, or you're playing against Tron. And so you need something to kind of disrupt their mana. Yeah. Tron was huge at that time too. You got to Yeah. So, and so, but then all of a sudden everybody started playing basics. So then there was no reason to play Field of Ruin because you couldn't hit the basics with it. Yep. So now this could come back to, finding those utility lands useful with or shock lands to make our mana okay which then makes field of ruin back to being another card because people have to kind of create more honest mana bases rather than just cheating with astrolabe mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think that's a really interesting part of what ian was talking about too i think before we move on the most important thing though for this with astrolabe being gone is now we can finally let and see people play cool-looking basics again. Yes. Because let's be honest, <laughs> this, the full art snows, they were sweet. Seeing them at first, I'm like, man, this is awesome. I was over it real fast. Yeah. Okay? We can yeah, finally... Yeah, was it because you didn't like the way they looked or because you associated them with that kind of crap that was... That's, I, everyone was playing them. Everyone's yeah. doing the same thing. Like, you, play, you had to play them even if you weren't playing snow stuff because yeah. it would be like the mind game aspect then. Yeah. I, I went out and spent more money to get not, like, not those snow basics for Dark Depths and Legacy because I have to play them in that deck, okay? I have to. Can you I'm play like into the north? Some sometimes you do, so yeah. that's why you like you switch it up. But yeah. yeah. So I was like, no, now you're letting people play the basics they want to. I saw someone tweet out saying, like, thank God Astrolabe is gone. Now I can bring these out. And they were 
their whole table filled with APAC lands. And I was like, this is my guy right here. 100%. So, oh, Dom made a friend. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. I'm, I'm on this, I'm on the hunt right now, as I told you, Dom, that I want to, I'm, I'm shipping out all of my, my APAC lands and I'm trying to get signed betas. Mm-hmm. That'll be my, my struggle, but whatever. Right there. Yeah, we'll get um, there. We were going to put Ian's little write up here. It's only like a page and a half or so. I think we were going to post that, correct? Yep. Yeah, we'll, we'll get that up okay, somehow. Awesome. Somewhere or maybe a link to it or something along those lines. For sure, for sure. So, yeah. Um, I, what we may try to do is just have it as a Google Doc and then uh, allow it to be viewable mm-hmm. um, through Twitter, probably. Sure. Twitter and Instagram, because we do have that now, which is new-ish. Um, all right. So I think we're done with the BNR stuff. Um, so let's kind of move on. Uh, Luke, you had talked about wanting to talk about a new format on uh arena yeah yeah so it's a it's called gladiator it's been around for i think like a month or two now and it's not official it's not coming from wizards um some dude in victoria came up with it uh it is 100 card singleton anything available on arena um so anything from like the historic anthologies, any of the sets that's been legal, any upcoming thing, like the new Jumpstart cards, they're going to be legal. Uh, so far, there's only one card banned, and I want you guys to try to guess. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Oko. Very good. Hey. Here's, here's how impressive that card is in the game of Magic. My wife, who has never played Magic, her only exposure to Magic is overhearing me talk about it, guessed it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's great. It's fun. Like Because it is 100-card singleton, there's so many different decks you can play. Um, there's a Discord that they run tournaments on, so people just direct challenge each other, and you can play you can play anything. And I look at these deck lists from these tournaments and you look at the top eight and they're all different. And then the next week they're all different again. And it's just, it's just a little bit, a lot of fun. Um, I've been only been playing it for a couple days now. Um, I built the five color shrines deck. I mean, it's hilarious. Yeah. I bet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Cause and, and it's not even the shrines that are the best. The the because it's it, you get Marari's Wake from the anthology. Oh, so send all your lands tap for a bunch. You, yeah, lands tap tap for double. All your creatures get plus one plus one. Right, so you get like the saplings on your upkeep or whatever, and then you have a bunch of two two saplings. Well, that's a that's one of the yeah that's one of the Hondans. You get a uh, yeah spirits, like spirits, colorless, not flying spirits. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. one of the green ones. The other green one gets you mana. And then the red and black ones just kill them. <laughs> like, that's just. Because the black drains, right? The, yeah. One, the of the, new... so one of the black ones drains. The other one uh, makes them discard. Okay. Yeah. It's super cool. I know I saw Saffron yeah. Isle play a standard, like, five-color shrines, and that looked super fun in a gate oh, yeah. shell. So... I definitely think it's interesting, especially since they added the first five 
into historic. Yes, that's why you're able to get away with it. Okay. Can, um, that five color one. I forget what it's so called. wait, so you have the old ones, which are the five, five one of each color, right? Then yeah. you have the new ones, one of each color. Yep. And then you have the multicolored one. Yeah, the Wooberg one. So you got eleven okay. designs in your deck. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. That makes sense. And I mean, to be honest, like the white ones, they're there just to add to your shrine count. Because like they gain one gains life, the other one can tap something. So they're mainly there just to um, to add to your shrine count when you get the trigger. You're playing like Sunbird's Invocation, Sharknado. I was telling you guys earlier, I had a turn or a game where it was like turn five, Mirari's Wake, and then turn six, Invocation and Sharknado, Shark Typhoon, whatever you want to call it. I won that game, weirdly. That card's real good. I saw this sweet deck that I really want to try in Legacy. It's a standstill deck that plays that. So basically, like, no one does anything because if they do anything, then you draw three cards, right? Or whoever, whoever does something, then that gets sacrificed and the other person draws three cards. So you just don't do anything, and you just play lands out. And then if they do something, then you draw three, and you play your, your standstill again, and then you just, like, do all this stuff, and then you just create, like, a huge flying shark, or you attack with your, you know, your um, mistress factories or whatever, and it's, like... It's the dumbest thing, but I was like, that just looks yeah. real stupid. Just sit there and see if people want to do anything. And if they don't, you just win. And if they yeah. do, you win. So it's, And also it's, you just go, I got a 6-6. Six, six. You better deal with it. <laughs> right. It's real weird. I don't know. Awkward, but it's what it is. Um, yeah, so um, that that deck, that format sounds really interesting, though. Um, yeah. But just being kind of like one of uh, – kind of, kind of – uh, all inclusive minus Oko, uh, like EDH commander, kind of. Yeah, sort of. So, uh, uh, yeah, a thing to remember is so there's no sideboards. So there's no like wish board for any of those kind of cards. Can't play a companion. Like you can play it in your deck, but not as a companion. Okay. So there's no sideboard, no companion. Gotcha. 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 Um, so I think last. Uh, one of the last things we're going to do here is we just wanted to kind of talk about the the set jumpstart. Um, I know, Dom, you've kind of looked into the a little bit. Obviously, we talked about a jumpstart card earlier in, in your Goblins deck. Mm-hmm. Um, so go ahead and kind of give, give us a rundown on jumpstart a little bit. So jumpstart is a... It's just like a different set, standalone, I guess we can call it, or like, a, I don't know the exact best definition um so it's going to be 20 cards per pack there's already going to be lands in there and the idea is that you buy two packs or you're given two packs you go to an event whatever you literally open them up you can sleeve them up shuffle them together and you can play someone else because there's there's your 40 cards and you go and you can kind of see what happens from there um they're going to be new cards it's going to be almost 500 reprints, about 37 new cards is what they're saying. Cards are going to be legal in Legacy, Vintage, and Commander. And then some are going to end up coming into Historic like we talked about before. Um, it's, it looks interesting. The reprints are going to be something special too. Um, 
like the some of the big ones. I mean, it's uh, Craterhoof is getting reprinted. Solvala is getting another reprinting. So that's going to be its third printing because it was just in Mystery Boosters. Um, so stuff like that, it's going to be great to get the cards into people's hands because understandably you can play we've we've all done it proxy your card up you take a basic lane flip it this is a dark depths cool you know everyone that you know who you're play testing against knows that that's dark depths or whatever um but it's going to get the hands the, the cards into people's hands who want the cards um I'm, I'm really excited for that just aspect of it but then also some of these new cards are pretty sweet um for instance, Muxus, like I mentioned, real excited about that. Um, and what actually they did is if you pre-ordered a Core uh, 21 box, they sent out uh, Jumpstart boxes to some LGSs. So if you ordered one, you got two packs, so you had a deck. So the idea was you can get together with someone else safely, obviously, um, who pre-ordered a box as well during that time. And then you guys can play, get an idea of it, and then start going. Um, so some of the cards are out there. Don't – this is just going to be my PSA, my little TED Talk here. Hold off on buying some of these cards right now because the prices yeah. are going to be ridiculous. Um, oh, yeah. Muxus, for instance, says $48 for one. I was able to get them from someone who understood that the price is going to drop immediately – uh, I was able to get them for 25 each. And I was like, that's exactly what I wanted to pay. I'm just going to pay pay it now, have them, be done, move on with my life. Right. Um, they also came out and said Rosewater was asked, finally, um, about the print run of this. And he said they're going to keep printing it as long as there's a decent demand for it. So it's not a, oh, we did one print run and that's it and it's going to dry up, like they're saying they're going to keep printing this stuff. So that could help a lot too. I kind of feel like a, I, I guess like a conspiracy print run. Um, Cause I feel like they kept printing that a lot. Now it's, it's dried up since then because it, at some point they have to stop printing it, but I want to say it's like a year and a half or something like that. That's what I mean. Yeah. For them yeah. to keep going for it. So I think having that in mind, uh, the prices are definitely going to fall. Um, don't try and buy a box right now at like 240 that p some people are trying to get. No. Like I pre-ordered one at 100 and I felt like that was fine. I got a second one at 140 and I was, I felt perfectly fine with that. Um, yeah. Both of those prices are fine. Yeah, exactly. So, because I mean, it, it is a different product for sure, you know, Um a decent chunk of the cards, I believe, like I said, there's there's going to be the reprints and stuff. Um, it, there's just, you, you keep, like, I, I'm, I'm sitting here scrolling through it on Goldfish, and I'm like, oh, I forgot that that card's getting reprinted, you know? Oracle Moldaya is going to get reprinted. That's a $30 card right now, 30 or $40 card. Like, that's a big one. That's going to be great. Um, but it, honestly... Besides that, this just looks fun. I think you know? one, some of the cards that I think are actually really interesting, um, and this is more for like pauper, probably. I mean, it could be kind of it, obviously it could be like budget uh, commander cards and stuff like that. But are these lands? These thriving lands? 
Mm-hmm. I think are real interesting. So the thriving lands, yeah. the way they are, they're all they're one of each color, um, and they're thriving. And then something is the title of it. Uh, it. Each of them, they enter battlefield tapped. When they enter the battlefield, you choose a color other than whatever the color of that one is, and then it'll tap for either one of like thriving isle, for instance. It says, as thriving isle enters the battlefield, choose a color other than blue. Then. Um, it'll tap for either blue or one mana of the chosen color. I think that's so cool. Like that for especially for Pauper, like that gives you another dual land that's like reasonable, mm-hmm. especially in like a three color deck or something like that. That's really that's cool. I think those are gonna be super strong is in three color decks. You know, and it may not be a four of any sort in a deck, but it, no. I guess it's a one of just to give you another dual land that of something. You know what I mean? You needed another green source to make your your total number of green pips and green mana work, but you also needed blue because blue is your main color. So you'll play this one because it's going to give you blue. And maybe if you already have too much green out, then you can make, you can name black when it comes in. So you can have your soul taker, like whatever. But I think it, it leaves a lot of versatility. And I think it's kind of cool. I, I saw those and I was like, huh, interesting. I think those also speaking about the lands and kind of tie in to what we talked about before with Astrolib getting hit. Mm-hmm. Some of these basics are awesome. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, I'm just looking. I, I'm looking through it now. I see the basic mountain. The basic mountain. And lightning. Well, there's that one, but there's the one. It's sixty-five oh six five. It's a mountain made out of goblins. Just saying that one <laughs> is be number one. Um, but in all seriousness. I'm going to guess that's in the goblin pack. Let me Yes, so that one. They also have the planes that is out of angel feathers, which is in the angel pack. And then there's the swamp that's in Phyrexian. That one's like that one right now. Uh, I think, again, price is going to be ridiculous. They're saying $30 for this swamp. Oh, my but, God. Like and that that's a basic. You're gonna get a few of those in that thing, right? Right, right. right. So I'm sitting here like if I open up one of those, our one buddy was already talking. He goes, Yeah, I want a few of them. I'm like, I'm a guy, bro. If I got those, we can talk. Don't worry and about you got, it. You're getting two boxes, so you got a pretty good chance of Yeah. So obviously we'll see. Um things like that, like those those lands, the thriving lands, I definitely think I could see some stuff going from there. Um I think I, I I cannot pass up the opportunity though to talk about this Allosaurus Shepherd, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Um this card is nuts. Absolutely nuts. I've seen it played already. Uh so it is a one green for a one one elf shaman. Okay. Line sure. Allosaurus Shepherd can't be countered. Interesting. Green spells you control can't be countered. Well. That makes it really interesting because now my Veil of Summer in Legacy, which this is legal in, can't be countered anymore. Hmm. Okay. Also, the rest of my elves, elf spells can't be countered and my um, natural order to just win the game also can't be countered. Weird. This is stuff. Oh, what, what you don't you don't have a natural order in hand, but you can produce an, a ridiculous amount of mana. Let's continue reading the card because now cards these days you have to you know put the text even smaller because there's more. Just to make sure you read everything. So it's it's four green green, 
until end of turn, each elf you control has base power and toughness 5-5 five, five, and becomes a dinosaur in addition to its other creature types. Hmm. It does everything. <laughs> it makes this your 1-1s one into 5-5s. Five, it, it turns your 1-1s one into 5-5s. Five, Easy. Easy. Legacy Elves is dumb how fast you can make 6-mana. Yeah. This card is awesome. I'm just waiting for the turn where somebody is able to make about 8 billion mana and goes, activate Allosaurus Shepherd, uh, Green Sun for Hoof. Yeah. Yeah. But now all my 5-5s five get plus 10, plus 10. I think you're dead. Yeah. yeah right. I no, that's, I a, that's an EDH play. That's an EDH play, and then everybody's dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So like I haven't uh, done the math, but game two. You're dead. Okay. Not not to mention the amount of damage that was done when the uh, shaman of the pack came in. Also. Yeah. So. Damn right. <laughs> like that. This card, you might as well just like scratch off the first couple lines and just say "screw you, blue." I mean, pretty much. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, Which I, is why I, you love it so much. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm all I'm all about this. Well, our buddy who has elves, I showed him. Um, Phil Gallagher, Thraben Yu, he was, uh, he co-streamed with somebody and they were a big elf person. I cannot remember his name, um, but they, they had a handful of these cause these have been tough to get online. So they're already online. Um, he had a handful and they played a deck of them and it was insane. Absolutely nuts. Like people were trying to counter things and they, they, cause they didn't read it. Oh, this card's out. Cool. Like, they're naturally natural ordering and their per, their opponents in the chat. Why wouldn't it let me counter? Cause you can see them losing one life because they're trying to force it and it's not working. <laughs> so I told, I told our buddy who has L's, I said, you need to try this out. And he put it together and we were talking over some plays and it's. So it's here's change. the thing, you guys, if, if you open one of these L's packs, you get the Allosaurus Rider. You also get the crater of Behemoth. Shepherd. Yeah, that's what I mean. Allosaurus Shepherd. Yes. Yeah. Way different. That's a different card. <laughs> Way less expensive, too. Um, <laughs> so, one mana versus a billion mana, whatever. Uh, so, Allosaurus Shepherd, crater of Behemoth, and you get the Archdruid all in one pack. Like, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, the like, value that, is that's got to be, like, one of the, like, even after those prices come down, that's got to be probably one of the best value packs there is. Well, Allosaurus Shepherd right now is they're pre-selling at like eighty-seven dollars, mm-hmm. and then Crater Hoofs Oof. almost fifty. Right. So know. even if even as those get open and they half, yeah. fine. Sure. You're this still you're, easy, yeah yeah easy it's dumb. That's crazy. Um, some of the other, I mean, like I I'm I'm excited for this set. I think this is cool. I think these these new cards. I I don't think they're gonna break things open. Like I know I'm excited for Muxus because it's a goblin card. And when it was spoiled, people were like, oh, "I don't know, six mana's rough." Play it. You play two. If you're trying to play goblins, you play two. Get them. You won't regret it once you finally put one in play. Because it took me like six days to get one into play. And it was worth it. So I mean, it's an I win button. Should be, yeah. It's I mean, essentially like having that against you know, to being able to close out a game against, uh, like miracles or something would be fantastic. Yeah. Just to get there faster, you can be 
favorite in it and that's fine but then like it gets to that point all right sweet yeah here's this thing trigger sweet now now my board's filled and we're late in the game where you've already used a handful of your uh cards that i'm forgetting now any removal spell any removal spell yes um but like yeah the new stuff i don't i don't think it's gonna break things i don't know the only thing i could see is veil getting looked at more in legacy because of this card but i don't know how many times people are gonna play these cards together because veil summer is ridiculous anyway it's it's ridiculous i i understand um but like commander stuff too i mean the legendary unicorn uh, Bruvok, the Grand Delinquent, so you can have Mill like crazy now. Mm-hmm. That's and that's a keyword, which is cool. Yeah. So, and Tiny Bones for our Pox players. Mm-hmm. Just saying. So, I'm I'm excited for this set. I think it's going to be cool, and I I really hope that the actual gameplay of it, when you sit down with a buddy or someone slam two packs together and play i hope the gameplay is worth it and like is exciting um i've heard some stuff yeah go ahead i've heard some people say that they pre-ordered um already or have gotten their hands on it that it is fun there are a few like non-bows that end up happening but if you kind of switch that stuff around, it's it was still a good time. So um, and that's I think thing. you're going to have that. The, like, I hope that stores, when they sell these packs, they, they just come up with a deal that you get two packs. Here's why. Because, like, even if, if you know, I mean, what if it's if it's normally, if it would have been 6 or 8 or $10 a pack, they say, okay, two of them for 18 whatever. Some sort of mm-hmm. deal that incentivizes people to get two, simply because there's probably some sort of allocation as to how many of each are out and how many get put into boxes or cases or things of that sort so that because i know and and i understand why stores do this but it it can screw this up a little bit for people sometimes is if you know they get down to like one pack left and they'll take they'll open another box put that one pack in that other box just so they can save some shelf space and then someone goes and buys two and now they get the one from the old box and one from the new box and they get the same two they get the same pack twice you know what i mean that kind of thing um, I hope that unless stores, they're both the elf ones, unless true, themselves here, you know, then don't care. <laughs> um, then you just sell those back and you get two more, damn, or six more, whatever. No, you um, get two more boxes, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I so I hope that that's a thing, just because that would be kind of frustrating if your if your intent is to play with it, yeah. um, that it doesn't get screwed up that way. So. So, yeah, like, uh, this is this is actually probably gonna be the first sealed product I buy. I haven't bought sealed product in a long time. Yeah, I would love to. I mean, even if it was just like between rounds. Yeah. You know, hey, I got with my done with my game real quick. Oh, hey, Dom, you got done with your game quick too. Let's go buy a couple packs of Jumpstart and jam a game. Or we yeah. then. No, for sure. And there are they're about a hundred dollars a box, give or take. Once things settle and people realize that they're not, I could see a little bit more, maybe, but not. Yeah, but much. even more twenty. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that and that's. So, I feel like that's where things are going to kind of settle. And there's there what, are, four in a in a box. I'm sorry. There's 24 in a box. Uh, I believe. So. I think that's I'm what it is. The stuff right now. There are 20, 24 boosters. Yes. Okay, so 46 different themes. Right. So if if you say there's 24 in a box at 120, right? You're then you're looking at, you know, somewhere in that what five bucks. Yeah, like give or take 
something like that, which makes sense because it's twenty dollars. You know, it's uh, twenty cards versus fifteen cards, which is normally like a four dollar pack. Yeah. Add five. Add five dollars, or add a couple bucks. Yeah, but also remember too, it's a bunch of basics too. Right. There's a lot of lands. That's the thing. So that's what I was gonna say. So okay, so five dollars, whatever. That's reasonable though, I think. Oh yeah. So I'm looking at this more, and I'm actually seeing a great representation of this on um, like a Wikipedia thing here, and. They're saying that there's the 46 themes and common themes are each represented four times in different variations among the 121 packs. Rare themes twice and mythic themes are represented only once. So the packs are then given a rarity, at least from what I'm picking up from this. Okay. Um, so there's going to be two, two packs per color with a mythic rarity and then there's the rainbow multicolor one right um but then like angels and dog angel dogs and enchanted are all white rare packs and then it gives you like a breakdown of the rares and stuff that are in there what's nice is that elves is only rare so there could be there should be more of those you know out yeah. instead of other things and then like goblins is a common one which I think is sweet. So yeah, no, I think, so. and I, I just think that um, the concept the, of it's really cool, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, I love it. it I mean, it's like the game Smash Up, and I like that game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a better version of Smash Up. And it, and um, it and it's interesting because it takes like something you're already interested in, magic, and making it similar to another game that you already like. Yeah. So it's like which which is why I think for you when you say it, it's even better. The reason it's even better is it, it's a game you already play now made into a game that you liked already. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, well, I, I like both of these things, so why don't I put this together and I'll like it twice as much? It'll be great. Exactly. What I what I'm curious is like how much how curated is the pack gonna be? Like when they when they give you that 20 card pack. Does it have like a mana curve in mind? Or yeah, I'm definitely interested in that as well. Is it just like eight, seven lands and 13 random spells from that archetype or whatever they called it theme? Right. Interesting. To see. Yeah, I I am not I am not sure. They may have come out with stuff like that. Yeah, I have I from what I'm seeing, it's I'm not entirely, not entirely sure. Well, if I look at the one, the very first one that they had on Mythic Spoiler, where it's the Above Clouds one, they have, there's one, two, three, four rares in it. There's one, two, three, four, five, six uncommons. And then one, two, eight commons, not including lands. So 10 commons. Mm -hmm. um, and th but that's 20 cards total. But there was only one island in that group, so may, I would imagine that you probably get like one of the rares, and then like three-ish of the uncommons, and then maybe like four or five commons, and then some lands. That, if I had to guess, mm -hmm. like almost similar to a, an actual, very similar to an actual pack. Yeah. Um, minus a couple cards so that then they can have, you know, five or six lands in that pack of cards. Yeah. I'm looking at some of these and, you know, you know, Hoof, 
is what eight drop <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know like there's there's eight nine drops in, you know eight or nine drops in these packs right right some are more than others like the, like the angels pack that's gonna have like yeah they have some cheap stuff in there just to round out the curve but sure like I agree. I, i'm curious to see is, is it always going to be six lands 14 spells or whatever yeah well i think in part of that, that is like you have you have some stuff that does produce mana yeah in a, in a deck like that like you have like the, the leaf gliders and or gilder and stuff like that so um we'll see like the land of War visionary which is really interesting i'm sure that, that people have heard about that one which is the two and a green for a two two elf druid that one Lanowar Visionary enters the battlefield to draw a card, and then it also tapped to add a green. So it mm -hmm. kind of combines Lanowar Elf and Elvis Visionary into one card. Yeah, they just stapled them together. Yeah, literally just stapled them together. I but, looked at it like a joke, but I also kind of looked at Muxus like that, so I'm not saying anything. <laughs> fair, fair. Well, I definitely like I mean, said, it's probably going to be good because usually when you take two good cards and staple them into one, it ends up being pretty good. Well, you know what? But Barry White did tell us that sometimes too much of a good thing can be bad. So, Touche. Touche. The great philosopher, Barry White. That's right. And and thinking of that, um, maybe we can wrap up then too because we don't want to give them too much. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Right? For sure. For sure. Um, but we appreciate you all stopping by listening to us ramble on about some of our, our – uh, adventures in the magic the gathering game um and uh just listen to us talk about the the banner restricted list and you know what we think is going to come of that um we hopefully will be back again in a couple weeks We'd like to try to make this a little bit more consistent if we can um so you guys can hear from us a little bit more often um but in any case uh feel free to check us out um our instagram as well as our Twitter are both at the PGE podcast. We'll be kind of getting stuff up on there a little bit if, uh, if possible, as well as you can interact with us on there. Um, in the show notes, I will go ahead and try and add in Ian's write-up that we had, um, as well as uh, you'll find all of our Twitters as well as the, uh, the podcast Twitter itself too. So please feel free to reach out to us. If you have any questions or something you want us to talk about, feel free to do that. Um, but from us here at the pregame effect, y'all have a good week or two and we will be with you again soon. Y'all have a good one. Hi everybody. See you.